I want me some glory hope. Oh, yeah. Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. With you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Steves, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Steves, I am so ready to start stacking some fucking wins to end this season, and I have not given up hopes. A great here. I know you're over there grinding your ass off trying to finish strong. And listen, we've said it before, we'll say it again. In this business, in a football season, you really only need one great month to make your year one month about plus 20 units, and your year is set. And buddy, I just feel like ours is coming right here in the last month. I can just feel it. And as you know, as you know all too well, I am no stranger to waiting to the last minute to grab those plus 20s. I made a living in the bars grabbing the drunk girls at 1.45 a.m. who were plus 20 in the pant size department. People, this is what I was born to do. So stick with us. We got you, baby. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhill.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3, the fan in Dallas called The Degenerate with world-famous R.J. Choppy. Murray and against Zana. Left side. Swings this one. Holloway for three. And I said fire! To the rain, watch it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight. And as always, my friend, this is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. Tell the people all about that fucking horrible, 
disgusting. Hold me here. Choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking an Abita Christmas Ale from Abita Brewing Company in Abita Springs, Louisiana. A it's a very good beer. Three out of five stars. And it's Christmas, boys and girls. And this is the culmination of all of our true Christmas stories we've been telling all month. It's mm. not long ago we have something truly special for our listeners. I know you're so excited. Can't wait. We've actually found the original story of the nativity from the birth of Jesus. And I mean word from word, people. Like, we? from the people involved, witnesses. I mean, these pages, Longhorn... I mean, they're so old, they'll fall apart if you breathe on them too hard. Like, this is this is real shit here. Yeah. Don't yeah, ask where we got them. together a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. History's messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ask where we got them, but here we go. Boys and girls, it's time for the FGH Nativity Story. Once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away... There lived a carpenter man named Joseph, and even though Joseph was de- a decently successful carpenter, he was a devout Jew, which means he was in his 30s and still lived at home with his fucking mother. Mm-hmm. Now, finally, it was time for Joe to go pick out a bride, so he found a 12-year-old, oh, God. and he went to her father and said, hey, pops, I'm going to put, put a couple of sheep down on that uh, one's dowry right there, and when she turns 14, I'll be back with the cow, and we'll call this a deal, okay? Mm-mm. Pops like, sure, and so it was. Then, right before Joe and Mary got married, Mary looked at Joe and said, uh, Hey, like, by the way, some angel told me, like, I'm all prego or whatevs. And <laughs> Joe was like, What the fuck, bro? Oh. We haven't even consecrated the marriage yet. And Mary was like, Look, I'm not even sure what that word means because, like, I'm a woman and we're not allowed to read. But uh, I think when you did that thing with your finger the other night, and Joe was like, No! Oh, that's God. not how this works. Mary's like, Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Like, I'm going to be having this baby and shit, and he's going to be, like, king or whatever. And Joe was like, Jesus Christ, Mary, what the fuck are we supposed to tell everybody? They're going to think you're a goddamn whore. And Mary was like, first of all, love that name. Secondly, what else, bro? You can get all aggro, or we can just go to Bethlehem and have this fucking kid. So Joseph and Mary set out on their long trek to Bethlehem. Of course, it was beautiful springtime weather then, so it wasn't like the journey was that bad. They actually hit a casino along the way. Joe won some rubles in the dice table, but then lost it all back on the Campbells. But before you know it, they were at Bethle- at the Bethlehem Ground B&B. But apparently there was some problem with the reservations. See, Joe, like all Jews, was a notoriously cheap bastard. And he booked the trip through a third-party Coda slave site instead of, you know, directly. So then when it came time, he couldn't find the East scroll where he wrote his receipt on. So Mary was like, OMG, dude, if I don't... I can't even with this shit right now, okay? Find me a place to pop this kid out, or I'm going to go cray-cray in this bitch. Wow. So then Mary, the 14-year-old, soon-to-be mother of our Lord and Savior, was laid in a manger, and again, it was springtime, so the weather was great, and she gave birth to a sweet 6-pound, 8-ounce baby, blue-eyed, blonde-haired baby Jesus. And people came from all around to witness this miracle. There were three handicappers from the city of Pos Jagus. And you know they were great handicappers because everyone kept saying how wise they were, right? And plus, you know, they told everybody to take the sand snakes over the camel humps in soccer that match earlier that day. They fucking nailed that shit. And you know they were great because they were up so many units, Longhorn. They showed up mm. with gifts, okay? Right. The first capper was like, hey, kid, here's some gold. And the second was like, 
hey, here's some frankincense. And then the third capper, he looked at everybody and said, but wait, there's myrrh. And after everyone had a good laugh, Mary was like, seriously though, bro, you can have that shit back. We'll take the cash or like a gift card to Sheik's R Us or Woven Basket Barn or some shit. And then the three shepherds who had been tending their flock nearby came traveling in to see the newborn king. And while they were walking up there, they were like, dude, this is the fucking scene, son. We're totally going to make it in the Bible now. And one of them was like, hey, do you think like they'll write something egregiously wrong in the Bible? Like they'll say like, this is in the wintertime for some reason in this story when they write it. Are they going to gonna make that mistake? And the other was like, the other two were like, no, dude, are you retarded? We're out here herding sheep. Of course, they're not going to think it's fucking wintertime. And so it came to be <laughs> that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was born sometime in April, a long, long time ago, until the Romans decided they're going to stop persecuting Christians and actually accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And they moved it to December 25th, you know, to stomp out all the pagan traditions and then lined it up years-wise to make sense with their calendar they kind of already had running. You know, they don't want to fuck up the timeline. Mm-hmm. But anyway, boys and girls, Merry Christmas to everyone from our family here at FGH to yours. God. So, um, halfway through, because I saw where you were going, I pulled out a, <laughs> I pulled out a little note card here and I, start, and I started jotting down every uh group that you offended and let me just go down the list of, of what i've got here i've got white women offended pregnancy just just completely uh disparage pregnancy in all in all kinds of forms jews christians catholics retards pagans and old people so sir i mean you the, you have set a new christmas record congratulations uh i look forward to next year when you try to break that record well, boys and girls, if you've been listening, you know we don't do anything unless we do it fucking big, baby. <laughs> Let's get into the podcast. We're going to give you some free picks. We're going to go with the good, the bad, and they are. you fucking kidding me? And we're going to give you every, and I mean every, win coming in the air tonight in the NFL. But right now, it's time to get you paid with that college. Free pick of the week. And Longhorn this week, that pick is going to be Georgia State minus three and a half versus Western Kentucky. We've been on fire this bowl season. Georgia State six and three ATS on the season, and that's against the 88th best strength of schedule in the country. While Western Kentucky is four and seven ATS, and that's against the 100th ranked strength of schedule in, this con- in the country. And that's where the rub is in this game. Georgia State has actually covered against U Law Law, and they covered against App State. And Western Kentucky is one and five in the last six against the Sun Belt Conference, which is one of the better non-Power 5 conferences. They got Coastal Carolina, who's 12th in the nation, and ULLA, 19th in the nation. This spread should be 10. It's getting We're only getting at 3.5. Huge delta here to Georgia State. Let's go, baby. It's winning this money. Yeah, just one question real quick, Bo Cephas. Uh, does this college have women, pregnant women, Jews, Christians, retards, Catholics, pagans, or old people who attend it? I believe you have to check no on all those on the application to get in. So I oh. think we're good. Well, then bet to your hands, please, baby. <laughs> bet to your hands, please. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, now that we got you paid, we got to get paid and do that. It's this week's sponsor, and this week's sponsor is Bet Any. Sports.eu, I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu is the only place to go for online gambling, as the name suggests. They've got poker. they got full casino games. they got the over or under of groups that we will offend on every single podcast. It is up right now. 
I bet the over there, kid. Yeah. yeah. They got reduced juice. They advertise same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They got the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole for a 35% sign-up bonus today. What does that mean? It means it's $1,000. You get back thirteen fifty. You take their free money with our picks. You're winning money on top of money on top of fucking money, baby. It's betanysports.eu. Code word glory hole. One more time, I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu. Code word glory hole. And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? All right, boys and girls, as always, we start with the good, and the good last week was our supercomputers, seven and four in agreements, and 12 and four, picking every single <laughs> fucking game on the schedule against the spread, and with results like that, Longhorn, we had to have an awesome week, right? I know where you're going. Mm. But now we move on to the bad, and the bad's us, because we didn't have an awesome week, because we're retarded, and we mm. don't just follow the goddamn program sometimes, so... uh. Yeah. yeah, fuck us. Yeah, it's um, it's a learning. It's always a learning process. We're we're, you know, we're we're not the sixty-year-old, you know, old guys in Vegas. We're the we're the young up-and-comers, and there's still some learning that we gotta do. There's still some bumps in the road that we gotta straighten out, but we'll get there. No doubt about it, baby. And we're still having a great year. We're having a lot better year than most handicappers during this yeah. COVID shithole. But now we gotta move on to the are you fucking. And this week, that award goes to Tampa Bay. Uh, we had a minus six and a half versus the Falcons. And, you know, they won by taking a knee. Or they won by four, taking a knee at the five-yard line. Yet another game we lost taking a knee at the five-yard line. But that's not, that's the right call, right, analytically. So that's not the are you fucking kidding me. The are you fucking kidding me is the fact they were down 20 to Atlanta to begin with. And not only were you down 20, you did it without committing a single turnover and holding Atlanta to 37 yards rushing. You know, that's pretty much the exact reason why you were seven fucking point favorites to begin with. How the fuck is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was a rough one. It was rough. I do believe that was one that I warned us about, but you know, it's, yeah. I, there's, <laughs> I don't need any small, small victories in this. A loss is a loss all the way around. Yeah, you were on the right side of that one, so uh, either way, yeah. fuck coin. us. It was a coin flip. Merry Christmas, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, it's the time you've all been waiting for. It's time to go over every win coming in the air tonight, baby! And Longhorn, this week we are going to start up in Detroit with your Lions, who are hosting the 
aforementioned Tampa Bay, Kiss My Ass Tom Brady Buccaneers, and they're nine and a half point consensus home dogs right now. Yeah, and like I said last week, they're not my lines. I'm putting them in the closet until next year, and we'll see what happens with them going forward. I, you know, I am a fan of the of the uh, team building process. It's kind of kind of what I do in the off season, and uh, you know, cheap little plug here. Don't go away after the season is over because over the off season we do a lot of draft uh, breakdowns. We do we do a lot of um, I know you do a lot of really in depth um, just just deep dives on some numbers and, and uh, some things that can give us some advantages going forward. So you know when the season ends, it's not over. Stay tuned with us. You know and actually during the draft this year, we're going to put out some official uh, draft day prop bets uh because you know like we said in previous podcasts i did i did get about a plus four or five unit uh during a draft last year didn't do it official because you know it's 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 a new thing um but it went so good that we are going to put it out official um going into next year so don't give up on us but i am going to give up on the on the detroit lions uh this year they are they are toast they are just a team that you know i had high hopes for because they did do some good things in the draft the last couple of years um actually some really good things so not sure exactly what's going on with the chemistry there with that team i mean obviously they fired the coach so you know the leader the leadership was awful um obviously from the top but in this particular spot here the numbers the numbers are good you know the numbers are should point me to detroit it really should be where i would go you know even my gut honestly tells me to take detroit in this spot with that huge number at home but I'm just I'm gonna pass on on taking this bait with this team, you know, this late in the season. You know, last week they they did barely lose the yardage battle, but they got beat three scores thanks to a three to nothing turnover battle that they lost. They were on the losing end of that. Um, Stafford's still putting up numbers, but when you watch the games, it just there's something not quite right with them. And we know he's not right. We know he's got the ribs and the thumb injury going situation going on there chase daniels had to actually come into that game and finish the game last week so i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the public here and lay that big number on a tampa bay team that the numbers won't agree with uh it's it's really ugly but i'm gonna have to lean to tampa here yeah this really has to be a pass for me because first of all detroit they did fire coach fatty fatty boombaletti mm-hmm which, you know, I said they probably should never hired him, but whatever. They do Fine. silly things in Detroit. and uh, Everyone gets a shot. Apparently everyone does get a shot. But their now interim head coach, he's out with a COVID. So now they've got like a wide receiver coach or some shit coaching them on game day. Mm. Nobody yeah. really knows who's calling the plays at this point. It's probably just going to be Stafford doing his thing. Which, you know, he's better enough he could probably handle it. I just don't like that much kind of flux this late in the season where a give up is immediately possible for a team that has nothing to play for and Tampa Bay absolutely has to win this game to yeah. secure their spot in the playoffs. Uh, they win this game, they're in. Yeah. And But at the same time, I don't know what Tampa's... I mean, other than their initial, you know, motivation for margin, I, I, a backdoor for, De, for Detroit's always possible to number this big, especially with the totals at 54. So Vegas is expecting a lot of points. So mm-hmm. both both sides are going to have to score to get that number up that high. So I do like your theory there on the backdoor, but I, I don't know that I can lay it with Tampa because we, we just talked about this right before the podcast because we had some fantasy implications here. 
I don't know that this is the Tom Brady that's going to stay in for four quarters if they're up by four scores. Like, you know, Aaron's is not Belichick. He might just pull him out. He might say, no, fuck you, you're done, sit down. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't know that I don't know the Stafford plays that they get down for. I mean, Chase Daniels can come in and just and then, then you're really done. So then you really really are leaning towards Tampa Bay at that point. So it's a pass for me. Yeah, pass. All right, moving on. Arizona with those fighting circus midgets. Or five point home favorites. Well, I guess they're home favorites. They play in the same goddamn stadium now, so I guess you call it a neutral side to San Francisco. Yeah, it's so stupid. I don't even get started on what's going on out there in California, but Listen, nobody wants anything to do with San Francisco right now. Coming off that horrible loss last week and honestly just looking really horrible for a while now. They're on a 1-5 and five ATS streak. Um, but because nobody wants anything to do with them, that normally immediately points me right in their direction and, wants me, and points me to play on them. The value is at an all-time high at this point, and 80% of the tickets are coming in on Arizona. Look, it's a division game, you know, and uh, – and like you said, San Francisco has been playing in this stadium uh, for a little bit now. Um, just I'm kind of scanning my notes and trying to find anything that's going to convince me to take San Fran here. Playing I and did, practicing there. They, they've been living there. Like, yeah, you're right. There. You're right. So, look, all of their six losses in their last in their last six losses have been by seven points or more. So as much as as much as this spot should point me to the underdog just like Detroit I just I can't do it man I, I can't you know we may have jumped the gun last week by by um getting off some of these big dogs these inflated dogs but this might be the week where it's just you know it truly quit sets in so I, I'm gonna stay away from this game uh, force lean I guess I would go San Fran just because the number's so inflated but I don't like it at all I don't like it either. Force lean, though, I would go Arizona, and the only reason is because for some whatever reason, San Francisco with their defensive coordinator, who's a really good coach, he's not been able to figure out Kyler Murray. Like, even last year where San Francisco was awesome going to the Super Bowl, Kyler Murray covered two games for us against them, right, and almost beat them both times. So, for whatever reason. Both, there were they dogs really, in that game, though. So this both the first of them. Time they're, they're, yeah, both, both, both over seven-point dogs. Right, and so it's the first time as a favorite for them. True, different spot. But if it's something fundamental like that where he just has trouble stopping that dude, then yeah. I think that carries through no matter what. And now San Francisco's down with injury. I mean, they don't have both, so they don't I mean they don't have a lot of the guys they haven't had for some time. And I think just the war against the attrition is what San Francisco's really losing. Now I guess it's CJ Bad Bethard, mm. Bad Brethard, as you like to call him. This yeah. is Tartar. It's real bad. Um, I don't he, know that I mean he's not a downgrade over Mullins, but he's obviously not an upgrade either. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to force lean to Arizona here, but, mm. uh, you know, San Francisco can keep – they could keep it interesting. All right. All right, moving on. Those Miami Dolphins go to our Las Vegas Fading Raiders, and they are three-point road favorites. Yeah, and yeah, here we go with another home dog uh, that has most of the tickets coming in on the road team, the road favorite, um, which, like I've said before, of course, immediately points me to that home dog. Um, the look ahead line and this was Vegas minus one. So there has been a huge line move in this. Uh, but I, but look, I like the matchup for Vegas. Let's just be straight. Miami can absolutely be had in the running game. And the Vegas game plan is going to be to pound that rock. And you know, I, when I wrote this handicap, it was almost a given 
that the Hawaiian Shuffle was going to make an appearance out there for for Vegas. Is that I'm starting to hear rumors that Carr might go. What's the latest on that? Have you heard? Yeah, there's still. I think they're still kind of playing with that right now. But um, I don't. I mean, either way, at this point, I think you're fine. I, I, I think for, you're, for what they do, I think you're fine. Well, actually, I think it's a big upgrade if they play Mariota in this particular game because of his ability to uh, open up that that running game and that that art those RPOs. Um, it just and I really can't believe because you know it seems like Chucky ever since the offseason has been dying and dreaming to get Mariota in it at quarterback. He's definitely not as good as Carr. I'm not saying that. But in this spot where there's very little tape on him this year in this offense, just I, I think this is a good spot where he can he can do some things in that in that Vegas RPO offense and, and get the ball out to those weapons. Um, you know, Miami is really struggling to score the ball on offense and with those lack of weapons, you know, the, the injuries they got going on, the de- is only going to exacerbate the deficiencies in Tua you know, I, I'm. You know what? Screw it. It's, it's the end of the year. I'm going to go ahead and hit that sounder on Vegas. I think. I think this is. If Mariota starts, I like Vegas to win this game. I know that. I know that sounds crazy, but that's going to be my lean. Take. Uh, take Vegas to win this game. Take the points, of course. Uh, this is all contingent on if Mariota starts. Yeah, man, I like your lean here. I, like you said, Vegas is going to want to run the ball. Miami's not very good against the run. They're they're good against the pass. You know, great. Uh, on defense, but they're not great against the run. They're 24th rushing DVOA defense in the NFL. And if Vegas can just play a little bit of keep away and then put pressure, we've seen Tua under pressure, and he's done some you know good things for us back doing some covers, you know here and there. But in fact, Miami is the number one ATS team in the entire NFL. I think they're what 10 and three at this point, or sorry, 11 and three at this point against the spread. Yeah, just that's... crushing it. But usually at doesn't some point, last. You're, no, you're going to come back to earth, and I think this is a great spot for them. And, you know, Vegas is telling you the total's 47.5. They're not expecting a lot of points here. If you're not expecting a lot of points, you got the team that can run the ball better than the other team can run the ball, and the other team can't stop them from running the ball. i got to lean with you, man. Let's go, yeah. let's go Raiders. Let's do it. All right, moving on to L.A. where those Chargers are hosting the Denver Broncos, their three-point home favorites. All right, let me scroll down here. There it is. Okay. Uh, so, in this one, this is pretty simple. Let's make this one quick. It looks like Denver is going to be without most of their starting secondary again, again which means Herbert is just going to have a field day, um, you know, most of the day. Um, now, on the flip side, Locke should have a pretty decent time against that L.A. defense that got lit up by Mariota last week. Um, and, you know, I've here, here's a little side note that I, that I found. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that are putting that Dakota State kid, Trey Lance, is it Trey Lance or whatever his name is, uh, being taken by Elway and Denver in about the, you know about the tenth or eleventh draft slot. So at the very least, that has to light a fire in that dumb face quarterback Drew Locke to sling it around <laughs> and show what he can do. I mean, because come on, man, you know, with those weapons. I've been saying this all year, and it's, he's he's kind of making me look stupid, and I don't like that. When people make me look stupid, I don't like it. Drew Locke, you're making me look stupid. You've got first-round talent, surprise talent all around you, and all you got to do is get it to him, and about one out of every three or four games, he does it. Okay, that's not good enough. So, you know, he his job's on the hot seat. Elway has shown that he will continue to – just take another quarterback, you know, whenever he feels like it. So 
I actually like this to be a high scoring game. Um, and I do, I like the over more than I do a side. So I'm going to lean to the over in this game. Um, you know, I, I would lean the chargers cause that's, that is what, what I would, you know, I feel, but Lynn sucks in close games so bad that I just don't feel comfortable when I feel better about the over. That's exactly what I was going to say. Love the over in this. Get it at 48 and a half at William Hill. Get it at 48 and a half right there at the Nugget. Um, it's consensus 49. There's still, like I said, there's 48 and a half out there to be had. Definitely get the lowest number. I love the over in this game. And if you do, like me, lean to Denver actually here, you can get it at mm. DraftKings at three and a half. I don't like the three either way, but if I can get the three and a hook, you know, I'll take a flyer with the pumpkin pie haircut <laughs> freak, but, uh, <laughs> Don't love it, but I do love that total going over. All right. Moving on to those New York J-E-T-S. Jets! 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 Coming off their first <sighs> victory of the season. What a fantastic victory it was. Man. They're hosting your Cleveland Browns, and they are a 10-point home dog. Congratulations to all those Jets and Jets fans for, um, you know, Pretty much, pretty much blowing their chance at the uh, best quarterback prospect to come out <laughs> since uh, since Andrew Luck. There, good good job, buddy. Look it, now because they did that, this Jets team really has nothing to lose, win, however you want to phrase it. Uh, so I expect you know max effort. Um, you know, and I don't think they can win this game. You know, I, I think Cleveland's just got way too much of a talent advantage. However, if you look at the matchups. Eh, there's a this is a good matchup for them. Jets are decent against the at stopping the run, and Cleveland, of course, we know likes to run the ball and use that play action uh, passing attack to to um, to get some good clean looks for Baker Mayfield. But the, here's the situation: here, Cleveland knows they can win this game. I don't think they're going to expose too much, risk too much. I think they're going to try to hand the ball off for you know 60, 70 percent of their plays. Get the fuck out of town with a win. Much like they did last week against the Giants of New York when they won twenty to six, let's hope that those Fighting Jets can do more than six goddamn points that the stupid ass Giants put up last week. Um, <laughs> but I, I do kind of see that. I, I kind of see this game going the same way—a twenty to thirteen type win, twenty to seventeen, twenty three seventeen, something like that. You know, uh, which which puts you safely in the cover for the Jets. So I actually do lean to the Mean Green here. Yep, I'm with you. So the Browns are the only team that I could find in all the research that I did that have been 10-4 and four on the season have been outscored. The only team that I could find, and I went back quite a few years. Okay. Uh, translation, they've been very lucky to get where they are. They're not really that far above an average team. And in fact, in our power rankings, at no point in the season, I went back and looked at this, so we you know track it and change every week, obviously, but the day that it comes in, they have never been less than a half a point below average or more than a half a point below average. Definition, Man. they are an average football team. And that really shows ATS, right? Because that's expectations. They're six and eight ATS on the season. That's forty-two point nine percent. And the Jets, as bad as they've been, they won one fucking game. They're five and nine ATS. That's not that much worse than Cleveland, despite the fact that the Jets have been outscored by two hundred points on the season. Prove it. <laughs> but there's a two-way correlation in this game that I really love, and you touched on it right there. The running game in the Jets five games that they've covered. Four of those five were against New England, the Rams, the Chargers, and our Vegas Raiders. What do those four teams have in common? They are all four top ten in rushing attempts per game, and more importantly, rushing play percentage. 
Why is that important? Well, just like we, my buddy just said, the Jets are really good uh, against the uh, run. They're number eight DVOA on that. So that is any team that leans heavy, just like the Rams did last year or last week, they're going to do well in that. Cleveland is number four overall rushing attempts and number three overall rushing play percentage. They are one of only four teams in the NFL that run the ball more than 50% of their plays. And then the only team, I'm well, sorry, the only team that was higher than them in both categories that the Jets have played was New England, who beat them on a last-second 51-yard field goal. So this game lines up perfectly for the Jets. On the flip side of that, Cleveland has played better. Uh, the only defense that Cleveland has played that's better than the Jets, DVOA, rush defense, is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They're 0-3, straight up and against the spread against both those teams. And add to that, just like you said, the Jets, they've already lost the number one pick. There's no reason to continue to lose anymore. They're not going to get any worse than number two. Um, and Baker, let's be honest, this this now the pressure rises, right? Now they have a legit shot to win the division with Pittsburgh falling. And Baker, whether it be in Oklahoma, whether it been in the pros so far, he's got a history of coming up small and big spots, right? He's got a history of shrinking when it actually gets to time to be on his plate. So if they can stop that run, put the game on Baker in that cold, cold win in New York, I go Jets. I love it. All right. All right, moving on. We've got the Houston. Houston with an H. Texans hosting those Cincinnati Bungles, and they are seven-point home favorites. Yeah, and uh, this is the absolute definite hello corner <laughs> TV game. Nobody will be watching this game, not even in Cincinnati or Houston. Houston. Not even the people of Houston will be watching this game. Uh, since he, of course, won the Super Bowl last week against Pittsburgh, uh, you know, it was, of course, that's as close as they'll get to one. Anyways, <laughs> um, I don't know where I find the motivation in this game for either fucking side. I've really got nothing here. Um, take the points at the very least. You know, since, since he has players that are trying to prove their worth and their value in the league. Uh, and Houston has players that have been in the playoffs and have zero interest in the rest of this year. Probably have already packed their bags for Mexico. So because of, you know, I mean, at the very least, the motivation for the players fighting for, you know, roster spots, starting spots, and contracts, give me those points and, um, you know, cross your fingers. Yeah, so... I think we've lost the value on it this one. It was at eight and a half when we graded the game out, and that's what it opened at. It has been bet all the way down to seven, so a lot oh, of money Lord. obviously coming in on Cincinnati at eight and a half. I kind of like that number. However, I think maybe the sharper side on this one, I'm trying to look this up right now, uh, maybe the sharper side on this one should probably be the underplay. And. The reason being for that, if you look at what Cincinnati did, yes, I know that they beat uh, Pittsburgh. But if you look at the actual game or if you watch that terrible game, which God help you if you did, <laughs> Ryan Finley, their starting quarterback, he attempted 13 passes long one. Mm. He completed seven of them. He threw for 89 yards. Sounds, sounds like an Army-Navy game. Exactly. <laughs> and like you said, what is Houston's real motivation do they win the game? Yeah, I think they win the game. Do they cover the seven? Maybe. I like since he had eight and a half. Like I said, I don't care for it really at seven. I like getting those extra points over that touchdown, backdoor mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But 
I think the sharper play right now is the under 46. You know, I'm thinking 2010, 2013, something like that. Uh, I think that's probably where this game ends up. Gotcha. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh, those Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, they suck. They are hosting those Indianapolis Colts, and they are consensus right now one-and-a-half-point home dogs. Yeah, this is another game that I had a hard time, um, you know, because uh, I hate I hate when things aren't <laughs> matching up on the way I handicap. They're just not matching up here. You got one team that's going skyrocketing one way, and the other team is just absolutely bottom falling out. That that obviously points me in the direction to the team that's you know falling because that's where you're getting value. You're not going to get any value right now in Indy. Um, we we all know the trends of of Tomlin as a dog, so that would probably point me in another thing that's going to point me in that direction. Um, I like a low scoring game here, uh, actually, because the defenses match up well with the offenses in this game. I can't really tell you who's going to win because it's, I, I do feel like it's going to come down at the very end and go either way. Something like a twenty to seventeen game, either way. Like the under, uh, I would lean to Pittsburgh just because of that. Uh, Tomlin trend as an underdog, but man, tough game. What do you got? It is a tough game. I mean, the numbers all say Pittsburgh, but that's because, I mean, they're great on the whole season. Obviously, Pittsburgh's not what they were. I mean, Big Ben has literally fallen off his fat cliff. Yeah. And they can't run the ball. They cannot run the football to save their fucking lives. And nope. At some point, you would think that, you know, Tomlin, Ben, the history, the pride, something kicks in and they just go win this football game at home and win the division. Because they win, they win the division. Like, they've got to just win the game. But I can't, after what I saw, it's hard hard to lay it down. If I had to, though, I would lay it on Pittsburgh. I would, just because, again, Indy's a team. Now, they're a way better team than uh, Cleveland in our power rankings. However... Rivers is still not good. Like, how Frank Reich is doing this, and I think that's where, in fact, I know that's where my misjudgment of this team definitely was. I undervalued Frank Reich tremendously as a coach. So, less than You have to take Pittsburgh. You have to take Pittsburgh here. You have to take Pittsburgh. Like, it's just as hard as it is to do, as as hard it is to lay your money down and put that ticket in on a team that's played like they are, that's the sharp side, unfortunately. And they've, they've fallen... I'm looking back at it now. In the last four weeks, they've fallen two full points in our power ranking. And that's hard to do in our power rankings. We do our things a little bit differently than most people do because ours is based on a lot more analytics. So to fall two points in four weeks, that is a huge, huge fall, especially this late in the season with this much data in. That's how bad they have been playing. So right now, they're basically even teams in our power rankings with Indy. So pick them on a neutral field. I guess you get Pittsburgh one, maybe one and a half at home. That's where, probably where it should be. That's why the numbers like Pittsburgh because it's exactly three-point Delta. Mm-hmm. And it opened at three for Pittsburgh, right? Man. So it's been four and a half point flip. Again, it, it's it's one of those ones you, you just got to you gotta bite your tongue and plow yeah. through it. I do it. All right, moving on down to my Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And they're seven and a half point home dogs to the Chicago Bears. Man, sensing sensing a theme here with all these home dogs. Uh, a lot of home dogs that the public is just absolutely going to hate. Um, but I'm going to be on, so that's just kind of the way this goes. Uh, 
in this business it's real it's it's look you just you you take the value even when it's ugly actually mostly <laughs> when it's ugly and you just uh you pray for that 55 percent. that's 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 the that's the ugly truth about this business it ain't pretty it ain't it ain't for the faint of heart you just gotta you gotta force those ugly bets in and uh and know that it's gonna turn out right for you in the long run um Again, in this game, all the all the tickets are coming in on Chicago, coming in on that road favorite. Um, motivation in this game, you know, it's it, it's going to play a huge role here. Chicago is still fighting for um, – they're not eliminated from the playoffs. And, you know, obviously Jacksonville – No, they're not at all. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and clearly – Bo Sebas, can you check this? Is Jacksonville officially eliminated from the playoffs – Hmm, let's do this, man. I, yeah. I don't want to yeah, speak out. out of turn. Okay, out. they are officially out. Got you. Got you. They don't <laughs> want to. They do not want to be as stupid as the Jets were last week and fuck around and win this game. Um, God, you know, like the value is all on the home dog. I'm gonna lean off of it here, and I'm gonna lay that big number just because of motivation. But at this point, motivation is such a huge part of it so give me chicago I, I i hate it but give me chicago yeah kind of same theory so like jacksonville actually you know everybody's like oh you know look they're giving up and this and that well they've literally in the last four weeks have moved not even a tenth of a point in our power rank because they've been this bad they've been this bad all year obviously they've won one fucking game uh they just got blown out a couple times recently whereas they you know have been hanging in some games at least chicago on the other hand Long run, they've upgraded themselves by a full point over the last month. Actually, point and a half. If yeah. you look at where this game opened at, it's moved four full points from three and a half to seven and a half. Everybody and their mama is on Chicago, like you said. And it's mostly because it's Jacksonville. And now that they have the number one pick, they don't want to fuck around with it for sure. Uh, I would definitely lean to Jacksonville with the points just because being down there and it's Mitchell Trubisky. And even though he's playing better, he's always got those turnovers in him. And if you let Jacksonville hang around, the stash will hang around. There's no fucking doubt about that. But, man, they yeah, but, they, they absolutely cannot win this game. Yeah, but I can't trust Jacksonville. I mean, last week they, they you know, mysteriously, quotations, showed up without a punter. Uh, I can't trust that they might not That's show up. That's true. So check the status of yeah. the punter. Make sure that they actually have one not on just the, the punter, roster. Not just the punter. Hey, maybe we don't show up with a – no centers today. Um, no, um, <laughs> no, no, no wide receivers. Who knows what the hell they're going to pull down there in Jacksonville? Yeah, that's uh, who knows. Can't trust but, them. But you know what? They're doing it right, baby. They, they are, are doing it right. And Trevor Lawrence is going to look good in Florida. I guess so. All right, moving on. Those Washington football people are hosting those Carolina Panthers, and they are down to a one-point home favorite. Please tell me that Alex Smith is going to be quarterbacking the skins of red. Please tell me that's a thing. He practiced today, mostly with the ones, so they are optimistic. Yeah, that's the official report. This is an easy call for me. If Smith is in, it's the skins of red all the way. I don't even know if Haskins is going to have a job in the NFL next year. How do you go celebrate a loss at a strip club like he has got to be the dumbest like that's what a wide receiver would do dude you're a quarterback you're you're it just whatever i don't want to get off on him um listen carolina has been great as a dog all year and and 
I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with this line if Smith gets officially. And they won uh, for us last week in Green Bay. Yes, they did. Um, but I, motivation, again, Washington fighting for the division, Carolina. You know, at some point, do they not put in uh, put in the kid, Will Greer from West Virginia, and kind of just let, see what he can do in this offense? And, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Uh, we know Teddy Two Gloves. We know what he is at this point. Everybody knows what he is at this point. Um, so the motivate motivation factor will point me towards Washington in this game, specifically if Alex Smith uh, plays. Yeah, one hundred percent with you. If Smith plays, I'm all in on Washington, and not that he's been great because he certainly has not. But their defense is fucking outstanding at this point. Like they're they're firing all cylinders, even their secondary, which is devoid of talent to say the fucking least. Uh, man, Rivera has found that so he's he's made some substitutions. He's changed people in and out. And he's got the right people in the right place now. And they absolutely play lights-out defense. And Teddy Two Gloves is going to have a long day in Washington. That's what, all I'm going to say. There you go. All right, Baltimore, the Ravens. They're 10-point home favorites hosting those New York football giants. Oh, my God. What am I supposed to do with this game, Bo Cephas? What am I supposed to do with this? I am going to actually put – no, I am. Uh, two weeks in a row, I hit the sounder on the Giants, and let's just say the uh, they burned us good. Um, I am actually not putting in a sounder. I'm going to put in a late season double secret probation on the Giants for us. So I actually contractually cannot take the Giants here. So I'm going to leave this handicap up to you because I want no part of the Giants. Can't lay a huge number with Baltimore. Uh, although they are bullies, and this is the type of game that they will like to roll up and just leave Lamar Jackson in there throwing and running for touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you got anything over there on this one? So, two thoughts. Number one, you just said it. They are bullies, and anytime the Harbaugh's get a chance to fucking beat the shit out of somebody, they're going to go fucking do it, which is exactly why we didn't play uh, the big dog against Baltimore last week, and they showed you why. Uh, I think the same thing holds true here. I think they're thinking about putting uh, your boy Daniel Jones in the IR for the rest of the season, so we might not see him again, which mm-hmm. means it's going to be Colt McCoy, which means, oh boy, look yeah. out. Uh, and then the other side of that, the total's 44. So if you're laying 10, there's only going to be 44 points. This is going to be an ass whipping. That's uh, what Vegas is telling you. So yeah. this, the only way I could play it is laying the 10. Gotcha. All right, moving on. Those can the world champion Kansas City Chiefs laying ten and a half at home versus those dirty fucking birds of Atlanta. Yeah, this was a simple one for me. Don't overthink this game at all. Just just put it in, play Atlanta, and walk away from the from the counter. Uh, Casey has the one seed locked up. They have had six straight ATS losses. No motivation at the end of this season. Um, to get to get margin um atlanta has shown fight every single game since morris has taken over and that's actually gotten morris an interview lined up for the at the end of the season to become the head coach for this atlanta falcons team uh so the players obviously love him i don't expect a letdown here now with that announcement that he's going to get an interview just way too many points to give up don't think about it take atlanta uh that, that that's my that's my side here if you leave them a buddy, go get it at win bet. They're laying 11 or catching 11 there. So they got it 
even a half point above the ten and a half. Uh, the only thing I'll say, that just to play devil's advocate a little bit, because I do lean with you. You know, dome teams going north, this kind of weather, this type of year, usually doesn't go well uh, for mm-hmm. them. But again, if it was all things equal, and this line was, you know, that and Kansas City with motivation, I'd fuck. I'd lay ten and a half in a heartbeat uh, <laughs> with Atlanta going there in that kind yeah. of weather, and 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 them needing to. But like you said. Here's what Kansas City needs to think about, though. And they're not thinking about it because players don't think about it and coaches don't think about it. But I did the research on this. There's not been a team. I went all the way back to 99. There's not been a team. So 20 years with research, not a single team has ever won the Super Bowl that was not a winning team ATS. Not mm-hmm. one. They're 7-7 seven and seven right now. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Well, they'd have to cover two in a row. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, to be a winning yeah. team. Yeah, to be a winning team, true. Yeah. So, that's all I'm saying yeah. is they're they're flirting with danger right now. And they've fallen our power ranks these last two weeks, Longhorn, because they pulled out victories, yes, but they haven't played all that great, and they definitely do not play efficiently at all. Yeah. When they are efficient, you can tell when Kansas is being efficient, they just beat the shit out of people quickly, and they kind of give up. So, when they turn it on, they're unstoppable, <clears throat> but... To your I, point, I don't know how much they're going to turn it on versus Atlanta. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I, I mean, not to not to get into like season long predictions, but they're not winning the Super Bowl. And I'll say it right here, right now on the podcast, Kansas City is not winning the Super Bowl. They they're they're trying to be this turn it on, turn that switch on team. Uh, it's not going to happen. That doesn't happen in the NFL. So they're playing with fire. You're right. They have been all year, and it's going to burn them in the playoffs. We'll, we'll blow it in the playoffs. We they always will. do. They, they always, will. They always do. <laughs> right. We're going to move on to Seattle, where those Sea Chickens are one and a half point home favorites versus mm. those L.A. Rams. Yeah, this is just another gross game, another coin flip game with the value here. Um, maybe your computers can tell a different story. I'll let you do that uh, when it goes to you. What I see here, value-wise, is in the under. I, Forty. And this was this was a, uh, a day ago when I wrote this handicap, so maybe it's changed, and you can tell me. But under 45, for, excuse me, 47 and a half, are you kidding me? Both teams want to establish the run, protect their turnover-prone quarterbacks, and what will be a you know close game down in the end. I'm, I've got to lean to the under here. Defense is going to dominate for both sides. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Seattle... Um, on a force lean, I would take Seattle only because it could be rainy and cold, and I trust Wilson over Goff in those conditions. But my favorite pick in this game is going to be the under 47.5, and go ahead and let me know if that line has changed. Nope. This is 47.5. You got okay. it. Uh, so make sure you get it. That's moving to 47 a couple different books, so catch it at the 47.5 for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you on this. So by our power rankings, by the computer, these teams are exactly, I mean, within – thousands of data points yeah. but for being equal so it's a pick them give seattle the one one and a half at home it's exactly a zero delta basically depending on where you get it, some one some one and a half either way at best you're getting half a point of value in seattle the only thing that would have me on the rams here is that mcveigh has shown a little bit of uh he it's so weird like he gets dominated by you know Shanahan, but the rest of the division, he really kind of kicks their ass. He does. So, he does. So that's what would have me leaning Rams here, 
And for my own personal benefit, I want the Rams to win because I got that plus two eighty ticket. If they win this game, they pretty much got the division locked up. But yeah, nobody cares. I would I would <laughs> I would lean Rams here, but to put my money on this game, I wouldn't do it because again, there's just no value either way. All right. All right, moving on. Those Dallas Cowboys are hosting those goddamn dirty Eagles. And the Eagles are coming in here. Two and a half point road favorites. What the fuck? Exactly what the fuck. This pains me to have to say this. And this might be, I don't ever remember doing this, but hit that sounder on Dallas here. I cannot believe I'm doing it. But my God, what is happening with this Hurts inflation? It's Hurts mania, baby. It's Hurts mania. Look, I was pumping him up two weeks ago saying it was going to completely change the Philly offense and open it up with those RPOs, and it did. But the public's going crazy here. Um, uh, the line, the line, the look ahead line from the look ahead line to the line now has has moved against Dallas two full points. And what happened last week? Well, Philly didn't cover against Arizona, and Dallas, you know, handled up San Francisco pretty easily. Why is a line moving against Dallas in this game coming off those two games? I can't explain it. The Hurts inflation factor is in full effect, full effect. So yeah, get you know, give me Dallas with the points. Give me Dallas to win this game. It's gone a little too uh, crazy over there, over there in Philly. Yep, totally agree. So looking at our power rankings, Philly's about a point better than Dallas. So home adjust, give Dallas the point. It's a pickle. Which, that's exactly where I've got the line opening up was a pick them, so it would have been zero delta. But like you said, now it's two, two and a half consensus. You're getting two and a half points of value on a home dog. Like, it doesn't really get much better than that in the NFL, especially with two teams that have equal motivation at this point, right? Neither Mm -hmm. one are eliminated. Mm -hmm. So they're still fighting. And, like, yeah, I get it. Jalen Hurts has been hot or whatever. He's been a great fantasy quarterback. But in reality, what has he done? I mean, threw the ball last week better in Arizona. But again, not only they lost, they didn't even cover. They didn't even cover. Right. So he he fell short of Vegas's expectations for him. Everybody's like, oh, but look how good he threw the ball. Well, Vegas was expecting him to do something. Or they yeah. would have been like six-point dogs. They'd have been fucking eight, ten-point dogs. They were expecting mm-hmm. to suck. So I'm with you. I don't get it. Uh, also, though, on this one, the over 49.5 is pretty fucking tasty right here. I kind of mm. like that too. So kind of couple, which usually is goes the other way. Like if you like the dog, you usually want the under. Yeah, that's a short dog though. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think it's gonna be a very competitive game, field goal game in the end, and I think the cows win that field goal battle as long as their kicker can kick the fucking mm. ball through the uprights. True. All right, moving on. Green Bay and they are hosting those Tennessee Titans, and Green Bay is a three-point home favorite. Yeah, and the look-ahead line on this was Green Bay minus four and a half, and it's down to three. Uh, why the adjustment? Um, well, if you go, uh, you know, if you look, Green Bay got backdoored last week, and Tennessee won by 21. But the, uh, they're deceiving final scores because Tennessee won the turnover battle three to nothing, like I said earlier, against Detroit. But the yardage was about equal, and Green Bay let their foot off the gas against Carolina which is predictable with a line of, of two scores or more. And, in fact, you know, we had Carolina, so that was what we were hoping on. They did. Got the back door with Carolina. But here we have a one-possession game line, so I don't expect there to be uh, let up at all, you know, all the way to the, to the, to the, 
clocks hit zero. So another thing, it's going to be 25 degrees and snowy in Green, Green Bay. This this should be the first Green Bay snow game that we have, and Green Bay is one of the only hold home field advantages in this stupid China flu season that we have, and it's going to be even more of a home field advantage if there's snow on the ground. Rodgers should eat up this secondary that's going to be on ice skates out there, um, and he is in range of that MVP, so don't think he doesn't know that, and don't think he won't pad those stats if he can. I'm going to lean to the team here who knows how to play on that field in the snow, uh, and I'm going to take Green Bay. All right, well, we got ourselves a little bit of different opinion here because I like Tennessee in this game. Because of the um, running game, I know. Yeah, for sure, because of the running game. And then, two, you know, generally if Green Bay gets smacked in the mouth, they like to go home and quit. Now, I don't think that's going to happen here. And your point on Green Bay throwing the ball in uh, Tennessee is very valid. Tennessee's got the 30th-ranked DVOA passing defense. They're yeah. not very good at it. However, sneaky little fact here. Ryan Tannehill, if you look at his numbers, whatever composite numbers you want to look at, over his last basically full year, year and a half now, since he took over from Mariota last year, he's he's the best quarterback in the NFL by the numbers. Like he's just as good as Mahomes, Roger, anybody you want anybody you want to put him up there with. Which is he is he as good as Mahomes? No, that's not what I'm saying, so calm the fuck down. But he is so efficient with what he does in that offense. And Green Bay's defense ain't exactly a fucking juggernaut. And Derrick Henry, you know, you get him running in that snow, and it's not like it doesn't snow in Tennessee. They played plenty of games in it. And Green Bay's defense overall is 18th DVOA. They're 21 against the rush. They're 18 against the pass. They're below average at both, which is why, if you look at the total, it's 55 and a half in the fucking snow, and it's moving up. I see 56 and a half at sportsbetting.com. <laughs> so it's moving up. So I think this game is going to be more of a shootout. And... The other sneaky little fact about this, if you get Aaron Rodgers down in the second half, he's not a great quarterback. Everybody thinks he is. He's fucking not. I think Andy Dalton has more fourth quarter comebacks than him career. I believe that's still a real stat. That's a real stat. Uh, if, if you get Aaron down, he's such a front runner. And even if you do get Tennessee down, I mean, you saw what happened in, in the Browns. You know, they were getting embarrassed. Of course, we had the Browns. Nice win for Cleveland. But they were getting embarrassed. I mean, literally embarrassed. And they fought their way tooth and nail back then. They're not going to quit. They're not going to lay down. They're Like you said, Green Bay is the number one seed. With, uh, or do they have – no, I'm sorry. They don't have that locked up. No, they, it's not locked up. They're guaranteed, they're guaranteed a playoff spot and the division. They've got those two things locked up. They're not guaranteed a number one spot. But Tennessee is just trying to get in. They're trying to win the division right now. They're going heads up against Indianapolis. Max motivation on that on both sides. I saw Tennessee play in the cold last week or last year in the playoffs and saw what they did. And Derrick Henry starts chugging the ball. Man. Mm-hmm. And if you lean, so here's the thing. If you lean with my buddy, you can get it at three at sportsbetting.com and William Hill. If you lean and Circus Sports, if you lean with me, you can get a three and a half at WinBet and the Golden Nugget and at DraftKings. So whichever the way you lean, make sure, boys and girls, you always get the better part of that number. So three or three and a half makes a big fuck. It's going to make a big difference in this game, I think. All right. All right, moving on. This is the last game of the week. It's the Monday night football game in the New England Patriots. The freshly eliminated from the playoffs, New England Patriots, are seven-point home dogs of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, there's two things I know for sure in this game, Bo Cephas, and it's one that Buffalo would love to beat up on New England after years of getting beat up on by 
by New England. And number two is that Belichick is not going to pack it in. There will be no giving up. He will be on that grind this week, just like if it, if they were, you know, 13-2 and two and preparing for the – like, it, it doesn't change for him. Uh, so wherever there's going to be a scheme advantage that he can find in this game, he's going to find it. Um, I would like to see a new quarterback for New England get a shot here, uh, you know, so they can maybe have a possibility of a passing attack, just a slight possibility. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, look, this this is a straight blind Belichick lean for me. I'm going to take New England in the points at home. I just, I just, maybe it's muscle memory, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a built-in bias that I, you know can't get rid of but yeah i've got to take new england in those points at home here yeah i gotta go with you um and if you lean with it, sportsbetting.com has it seven and a half i see it a couple different books so you want to get that hook for sure so what new england's gonna do what belichick's gonna do in this game he's gonna muddy it up he's gonna make it ugly i don't that's why i don't think you're gonna see a different quarterback against buffalo here i think he's gonna roll with cam and you know for what they do they're actually pretty good at it. New England is the seventh best rushing DVOA offense in the league. Now, the reason why it doesn't equate to wins or even covers for them is because they literally can't throw the fucking ball. They just can't fucking do it. But you know what? This time of year, in that kind of weather in New England, Bill Belichick's won a lot of ugly fucking football games. The total in this is 46. It's going to be another ugly game. But I got to lean with you, man. I got to lean with you. I think this Josh Allen train, it's been building – and they're growing, and, they're, and it's not that they're not getting better. They are getting better as a football team, 100%. His confidence is growing every single week. I think they're going to be a fucking problem. You're talking about, you know, Kansas City not winning the Super Bowl. I think Buffalo's going to be a fucking problem. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be a fucking problem. When so I'm not saying Buffalo's not good. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think this is a bad spot for them. But, like we've been talking about teams improving over the last five weeks, Longhorn, Buffalo's upgraded themselves a point and a half. So turning that defense around, they're getting better. Josh Allen's playing more and more consistently and more and more efficiently, more importantly. So it's going to be a tough cover for New England, but if he can muddy it up enough, he can find a way to cover this number. I don't think they win, but I think they do cover. (laughs) All right. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins that were coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for it. It's time for that NFL free. I said, pick of the week, baby. Yeah, and it was my first sounder on Dallas all year. It is our first time to pick Dallas all year. Unbelievable. (laughs) So let's go with those Dallas fucking Cowboys. Take the points. uh, And that's going to be our NFL free pick of the week. Now, our Moneyline Parlay of the week is, is of course, going to have the two sounders I hit. Dallas and Vegas, and we're going to couple that up with Arizona, Chicago, and Houston. Let me repeat it one more time. Arizona, Dallas, Chicago, Houston, and Vegas, and this five-team Moneyline Parlay pays 10 to 1, and we all do the money dance. Let's go, Cowboys! <laughs> I love that fucking Moneyline Parlay. Buddy, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award 
winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both of our YouTube channels, the Football Glory Hole and the Degenerate with RJ Choppy. We give out free picks on our website on our podcast, and also on our YouTube quick hits so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both us as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us up, baby! Oh.